views and opinions of the following program are not necessarily those of the staff management ownership or sponsors of the Real Talk Radio Network. Portions may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by Frank Shelton. Welcome to Frank Shelton's podcast on life, leadership, and our Lord. Frank is an author, evangelist, and one of the most sought-after speakers in America. Frank is married to his sweetheart, Ruth, and they have two children and live near Washington, D.C. After working two decades on Capitol Hill, he left by faith to preach the gospel. He served five years on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was a chaplain at three Summer Olympics. Today, Frank has preached on five continents and addressed audiences at stadiums over 120,000 in attendance. His TV ministry, By Faith with Frank Shelton, airs weekly to over 150 million homes worldwide. And today, he's thrilled to speak to you. Enjoy today's message by our host, Frank Shelton. Praise the Lord. Man, it's an honor to be with you today. And I hope everyone is well in your world. And I got a great show for you today. We've been hitting the ground running. And uh, I still believe in open doors in 24. Some of you all are going to have to start wearing flip-flops because I really believe God is going to knock your socks off. You know, it's been said, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And uh, now's not the time to be parked in neutral or stuck in reverse. Now we're going to hit the pedal to the metal. We're going to move forward in faith. And remember this, fear honors the devil, but faith not only wins the day, it honors God. Let me pray for us today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of prayer. If we were to try to pray to Muhammad, it's like praying to a wall. He's dead and dormant. Father Confucius was confused and in the corner and blessed the millions following him today. They got a crisis because without Christ, we have a crisis. Oh, I thank you that Jesus is the Lamb, the Lion, the Lord. He's high and lifted up. He's on the throne and the King could come today. I just thank you for those who are tuning in under the sound of my voice. They're no longer hearing to me. They're hearing from thee. And Father, I just pray that distractions would be thrown out the window, give us crystal clear clarity, and I pray that we would tune in to the Trinity at this hour. Do something great. We'll give you the glory. And if someone needs to be saved, help today be the day. If someone needs to be healed, Father, give us your healing touch. If there's a relationship on the rocks, oh, you're still the great, wonderful counselor. Father, I just thank you that in a world of hype, you alone are hope. We thank you. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Hey, I want to give you a gift today. The first five people to email me today, frank at frankshelton.com, frank at frankshelton.com. I want to give you a free DVD from Billy Graham's last ever sermon. It's called Heaven. I had the honor to help promote one of his outreaches across the country, and uh, it's my gift to you. I love Dr. Graham. Do you know Billy Graham preached and spoke to more people in person than any human in history? If you would have added up the last 15 U.S. presidents, thrown in a couple rock bands, add up all their crowds, this is a fact, Billy Graham addressed more people in person than any human in history. You know the number one attendance record of all time? K 
consecutive, was not a championship sporting event at Madison Square Garden or Yankee Stadium. It wasn't a sports team. It was when God's man preached the glorious gospel. One, you promote God, God will promote you. Two, it was one of the only times they would allow chairs on that court in that sacred field. And you add thousands of extra chairs and they came out of the woods. One of my favorite pictures is when Billy Graham did the National Prayer Breakfast and he's at the presidential podium and John F. Kennedy was just to his right and even Kennedy was looking at the king's servant. And all eyes at that moment wasn't on the president, it was on the preacher and the most powerful person in the room wasn't the commander-in-chief but it was a kid of the king delivering the mail. I believe Billy Graham spoke six times at the National Day of Prayer. I just came back. It was an honor at the Washington Hilton. I got to be a guest. And thanks to my good friend, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, five years ago, he asked me to speak in his place. I spoke at Trump Hotel for a presidential prayer breakfast, and I had the honor to speak. And uh, if you send me an email, I'll send you the free Billy Graham gift. But let me share with you my new book, Urgency. You know, during the pandemic, a bunch of friends on social media said, Frank, you need to write a book. Well, I took it to heart. I was a man with a mission and a man with a message. And within five weeks, I typed 235 pages. I went through a little bit of hell to give away heaven. But when it came out to the glory of God, it was the number one new release on all of Amazon. And that's called Urgency. And Dr. Rodney Howard Brown is a dear friend, and he wrote the endorsement. He wrote, quote, this book is a must read for every believer. Jesus is coming so very soon. It is vital that we perceive and comprehend that time is indeed short. And it's so crucial that we stir up the sense of urgency in our hearts for the harvest. The only thing we can take with us when we leave this earth is people. Dr. Frank Shelton shares his heart from a wealth of knowledge and experience of being involved in world evangelism. I pray this book lights a fire within the reader to obey the Great Commission and go into all the world, preach the gospel, and compel the lost and dying to come him. The time is now, and as the sun is fast setting on the horizon of time, the night is coming soon when no man can work. So while it is still the day, let us all be about our Father's business, bringing in the harvest. Urgency, the King is coming. Great work, Dr. Shelton, on telling the story as only you can. We love you dearly, and we celebrate each precious soul one to Jesus because of this book. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, the senior pastor of the River at Tampa Church, Revival Ministries International and River University. He's from South Africa, but in Tampa, Florida. Thank you, Pastor Rodney and Adonica. If you'd like, go to Amazon right today. Buy that book, and I believe it will bless you. You know, we wrote in advance. We come from 150-plus years of detectives in D.C., not at the local level, at the federal level. My grandfather was the chief of detectives with D.C. police. He was a captain, and he was one of the first to actually, back in the day, they were D.C. Metropolitan Police that actually helped protect the Senate chamber. Most people don't know that. The Capitol Police has been there since 1828. My Uncle Charlie was a lieutenant in charge of America's police department in charge of the entire canine. And you've heard me say it before, but my father was acting assistant chief number two out of the entire U.S. Capitol Police. And uh, there's still some of the finest men and women of the world. And uh, 
I want to encourage you. Dad retired in 96, um, but we are in some unique times. But I'm telling you, what I put pen to paper a couple years ago was not only true then, it's true now. Cat Williams has been exposing some of the practices behind the scenes that have been going on in Hollywood. And uh, we are not to hurt anyone, destroy anyone, but we called out years ago some of the crazy ungodly things people do to try to get fame. And I'm telling you, we need to get our eyes not on the stars of Hollywood, but the Son of Heaven, because the King is on his way. Go to Amazon.com, type in Frank Shelton Urgency, grab two books, one for you and one to give away, and you can thank me later. I believe it's going to bless you. You know, today I want to talk to you in the next segment about listening to his voice. Listening to his voice. Uh, recently, I preached on the border, Colleen, Texas, at Faith Pleases God Church with my good friend, Pastor Kevin Ortiz. And his church is literally about six or seven miles from the border of Mexico. And after the break, the first two minutes you hear will be a soundbite of me preaching. And when you talk about listening to his voice, you know, if you listen to the world, you're going to get a lot of news, fake news, but it won't be true news. And more than ever, we need to tune into Christ. We need to focus on the Father. And if you look to the world, you'll get depressed. But when you get in the Word of God, you're going to be impressed. I want to talk to you about chaos and confusion come from the devil, but we find crystal clear clarity when you tune in with Christ. I just pray that this nation turns back to God. The down-to-earth, common man show that gets to the point in the details. I just wanted to thank <laughs> both of you for doing the great job that you're doing on the morning show. What, what was that? My headphones cut out. Yeah, say that I, one I more time. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. The Morning Crew with Dan and Drew. Weekday mornings from 6 until 9 on the Real Talk Radio Network. Your buddy Jack. Some folks can't handle the truth, but for those that can, stick around. You're in for a treat with my friend Frank. That's to be in the Batman movie. The Holy Spirit said, No, you gotta hear from the Lord. Amen. Because CNN is saying something, Fox is saying something, your next door neighbor is saying something. But until you hear from him, you're going to be in a cloudy situation. He said, don't be in that extra as the Batman movie. And I'm so glad when the promotional came out, the villain is wearing a beast looking mask. It was diabolical. It was demonic. 
and it was a foretelling of where we are today. I saw pictures of slaves in Africa from 400 years ago. The reason, the mask, it was to steal their identity. It was also to silence their voice and it showed support to their master. It's demonic. And God gave me a word. If you love wearing the mask on your mouth, you have handcuffs on your heart and didn't even know it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I'm not saying don't take precautions, but I'm telling you what, the first thing when Jesus told Lazarus to come out, he said, come forth. And the second thing he said was unbound him, unloose him. We need to get back to the road of Damascus. Can I get an amen? Today, you're either going to be aligned to Gates, the globalist, the government. Yeah, that was powerful. And I just recently shared that clip on my social media. If you're not following me on Facebook, uh, feel free to do so. We're on Instagram at Frank Shelton Jr. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, I'm excited. Our brand new app is just now officially out. Whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Apple, wherever you get that, grab the app today. I really believe when these messages get in your hands, but ultimately in your head and heart, it will actually uh, make your home a lot better as we're heading towards heaven. And uh, we got tons of sermons, podcasts, interviews. It even has a Bible app. And I believe it's going to bless you. But I just shared that on Facebook, and we got several thousand views. And, um, you know, I was voted literally the nicest in high school. And sometimes people think niceness is weakness. You know, the true word for humility is power under control. You know, when you think of a horse bit and a stallion's mouth, um, that stallion has the strength to buck or throw off the rider at any no hesitation but humility is is having strength under control i remember back in the day uh my buddies loved the mustangs i was always a chevy guy but i do respect you know some of the mustangs my aunt had a 65 fastback 289 black with white interior it was beautiful matter of fact when she got it right out of high school in 1965 they said she was the first in the dc maryland virginia one to own a fastback but in the later years, in the mid-80s and 90s, there was the LS and the GT, and the GT was more, but what most people didn't realize, the LX with the 5.0 was actually faster because it didn't have the extra weight of the spoilers and the ground effects, and sometimes less is more. And I had a friend who told me a story one time. You could tell a 5.0 and a normal Mustang was actually the 5.0 insignia on the side. And I heard a story one time of a guy, and I remember thinking, Lord, who does this? Intentionally took the 5.0 off the fender and then sanded it, put a little bit of putty where the hole was and repainted it, all that extra work, and actually hid the 5.0 in the car, but they wanted everyone around them to think it was just a four or six-cylinder car. And when they asked him, dude, why did you do that? And he said, quote, I know what I got under the hood. Not everybody in the neighborhood needs to know what I got under the hood. <laughs> and then when he would pull up at the light, and I'm not advocating speeding, but when some of these young guns wanted to push him, 
They thought it was a four-cylinder, but it was an eight with Flowmasters that would smoke them. Again, I'm not advocating speeding, but I'm talking humility is uh, strength, power, under control. And uh, I want to talk to you today about listening to his voice. You know, there was an old commercial that said, can you hear me now? We find in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep, Jesus speaking, hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. 28, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. You see in verse 30, I and my father are one. Listen to his voice. Satan society screams, but the word whispers. We need to be so close to Christ that we will hear his calm voice in a chaotic society. The world has a lot of noise and there's a lot of imposters out there, but the sheep know his voice. Deception is high and discernment is low. We, mean we must listen to the Lord and tune in to his word. You know, there's people that say, well, Frank, God never speaks to me. And I'll ask them humbly, well, when's the last time you've opened the Bible? Oh, well, I haven't done that in years. Matter of fact, it's dust on the cover. It's interesting that the person that has their Bible closed would tell me that God doesn't speak. See, when we open the Word, we can hear from the Word. The Lord is alive and He still speaks if we carve out time to listen. Listen to His voice. I heard a story one time of a husband and wife who were shopping and the two went in different directions and she was shopping over one part of the mall and I heard a story where there was a, a loud bang and a couple gunfires ensued. There was mass pandemonium and in the midst of a mall with hundreds of screaming voices, the man could hear the cries of his wife. Now fortunately she wasn't shot, but because he had lived with her and loved her and knew her, even in the midst of a crowd, he knew the cry of his wife's voice. And just like sheep to the shepherd, we need to be so close and connected to Christ that whether in the good, the bad, the sunshine, or the storm, heaven is just a prayer away. And God knows your voice. But I got to ask you as we cut to break, do you know his voice? I'll be right back. I know that I'm not just hoping, I'm not just wishing, I know I'm praying to a God who listens, I know he hears me, I know he's living, yes I am praying to a God who Keep up the good work, Peggy. We're listening. We're out here. We're with you. It's on the real with Peggy Hubbard. Don't ever refer to me as African because doggone it, boy, I was born in St. Louis. Hey, I was with you in Forest Park, and I was with you in D.C. It is not about our color. It's about the haves and the have-nots. Peggy, good stuff all the way around. I love her so much, and she is just such a beautiful human being. She is a true treasure. On the real with Peggy Hubbard, weekday afternoons, 2 until 4, on the Real Talk Radio Network. 
Amen. 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 Take it on down, baby, 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 I got a woman. Well, what time Yeah, I love that song of Elvis singing that song, Amen. Um, nothing like turning a rock concert in front of 15,000 people and for a few moments turning it into church. And uh, man, I tell you, Elvis definitely had not only charisma, he was anointed. We've been on the road lately, just got back from New Mexico. Thank you again, Pastor Caleb and Erica Cooper, for the privilege to speak and preach revival in New Mexico. God rocked the house. Uh, still on a high what God did last month with eight-time world wrestling champ Nikita Koloff and I preached in Delaware. And uh, we had 12 men born again at that Friday night steak dinner. And then Nikita came back Sunday and did a great job. And I tell you, um, Nikita and Lex Luger is promoting a man camp. And ladies, I want to encourage you to get your man out of the man cave and enroll to man camp. You'll thank me later. Uh it will be good for them. It will be great for your marriage, and they'll be better father figures in your family when they return. They're going to be doing a five-day, four-night camp in Georgia. Go to mancamp.info. Read all about it. And um, I'm telling you, you really need to go. A pastor recently said that every male that joins his staff, he's now making it a mandatory prerequisite to send male staffers to the two former world wrestling champs as they talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, freedom. You know, God just doesn't want to save us for eternity, but he wants to build better men while we're here. And uh, I tell you, it takes a real man to serve the Lord. Any boy can follow the devil, but it takes a man with guts and grace to serve the Lord. And uh, go to mancamp.info. This month, if you go to my calendar, frankshelton.com, I'm going to be, Lord willing, I am preaching in New Hampshire. I'm going to be in Vermont. Uh, just going to be next week in Nassau, Bahamas, doing a four-day crusade. And I'm going to be with my good friend, Derek Stubbs. And excited, I am going to be preaching in Cecil County of Maryland at the River Church of God in Elkton and just was invited back. I'm going to be preaching with my dear friends Dakota Culberson April 12th on a Friday night at the Basement Church. They're packing it out on a Friday night and my dear friend Pastor R.C. Smith returning to my dear friends at Tabernacle of Praise in Calhoun, Georgia. I'll be preaching there Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, April 11th through the 12th. Then I'm going to be with my dear friend, Pastor Miles Holmes in Collinsville, Illinois. And uh, Lord willing, I am going to be at the end of the month preaching in Bucharest, Romania. 
and uh, we're reaching out now to the president of El Salvador and uh, hope to be having a meeting with some of their leadership in the future. And my goal is to preach at that soccer stadium in San Salvador before the Lord comes back. And then we got the Olympics in 24 in July and August in Paris, France, if the Lord tarries, pray away any terrorist attack, uh, any other lockdown, uh, sickness, illness, and this will be my fourth Olympiad as a chaplain. And by the way, if you would like to help support us as they go for gold, I'm going for God. I'll be with nine-time gold medalist Carl Lewis. And uh, Carl recently gave a shout-out. And if you'd like to donate, please today go to frankshelton.com, click Donate. It's tax-deductible. It'll be a win-win. And uh, you get the write-off, and you can send us to be wind to our sales as we'll be there for 12 days. And at the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio, Brazil, we saw 1,054 people give their life to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, the gospel works. And uh, I just want to ask you in love, thank you to our partners and prayer warriors. And um, I also want to give a shout out to my dear friend, Dr. T.A. Powell, pastor, former professor at Liberty University in Lynchburg, is a monthly supporter. God bless you, sir. And uh, thank you for all those who give, and uh, you give your best, and we're giving our best. The last segment, I talked about listening to his voice. You know, in a world of chaos and confusion, we find calm and clarity when we hear from Christ listen to his voice. But number two, I want you to look with his vision. Jesus looked over Jerusalem and wept. Did you know the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept? And Jesus looked over Jerusalem and wept. My friend Matthew Barnett is the pastor of the LA Dream Center. He wrote the foreword to one of my books. And I had the honor to go on top of the roof of the Dream Center one time. And man, to see that LA skyline is beautiful. And uh, on a rare, clear day, because smog, I think, is uh, the capital of California. But to see those skyscrapers, and, you know, I've been on the roof of the U.S. Capitol. I used to be the one to raise the flag over the U.S. Senate every morning. You talk about the best view in Washington. A lot of people start at the bottom of Capitol Hill. I joked I started at the top. I used to fly a 1,000 flags a day over the roof of the U.S. Capitol. But man, what a view that was. And uh, But Jesus would look over Jerusalem and he wept as sheep having no shepherd. See, misguided men and women, and sadly some ministers today, are not helping because they're preaching a watered-down gospel. We have enough microphones in the ministry, but what we need is more biblical backbone. Can I get an Amen. One time I was on Fox News and a well-known pastor on national TV to answer a question said, quote, well, let me tell you what I think. When Lauren Green, the chief religion contributor, pitched it to me, she said, well, Frank, you next. I said, Lauren, I'm not going to tell you what I think. We're going to go back to thus saith the Lord. And uh, we need to get back to basics. If I say something, it's one thing. But if I quote the Bible, it's everything. I remember a story of a novice Navy sailor and one of his first experiences at sea, and it was everything but bright skies and no wind. Matter of fact, the wind and the waves were larger than life, 
and a terrible tempest began to beat against that massive vessel. Folks were nearly thrown off the deck of the ship, and many were flung across the top deck like ragdolls. Water was spilling over the railing, and many feared they were going down. One of the men in his unit told the younger sailor to work his way towards the command center to take a look at the captain. And as he raced up the railing, holding on for dear life, trying with all his might to make it to the top, with record winds and nearly impossible to see with zero visibility, he flung open the door and saw his captain. And with a new burst of energy and confidence, that novice Navy sailor came down the slippery steps to report what he saw to the men in his group. And with the storm raging all the more, they screamed, well, what did he say? And he said with clarity, men, we're going to be all right. I just saw the captain and he's at the helm and he's smiling. And even when the novice Navy sailor said it, he began to smile in the storm too. I don't know who this is for, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but if you're clinging in this stage of your life to Muhammad, Buddha, and Confucius, you have no hope. But if you press into Jesus and tap into Christ and ask him to forgive you of your sins, you have nothing but hope. You know, a lot of people are afraid to die. One time I was in a taxi before Uber, and I was on my way. I just spoke at First Baptist Dallas Academy in the Charles H. Spurden Auditorium. My dear friend Dave Sterrett from I Am Second opened the door for me to preach. And uh, what an honor it was to preach twice there at the great First Baptist Dallas to the youth group. And at that school. And right after that, I was asked to be in a commercial, a ministry commercial that Josh McDowell and Casting Crowns and others were going to be involved. And I had a 24-mile trip from Dallas to the other church. And as I got in the car, I don't know how, but when the taxi came to pick me up, someone had told them that I was a Christian. And I love my Muslim friends, but this gentleman who was a Muslim, when he took one look at me, he literally didn't want me in his car. And if looks could kill, he murdered me. And uh, he basically said, well, I guess I got to let you get in. He called me an infidel. <laughs> and I'm in the back of the seat, and we start our 24-plus mile journey. And I just saw God shake the place at First Baptist Dallas to the youth at the school. And now I'm in the car with the Muslim that doesn't even want me. And I'm going to tape with some of the most respected names in all of Christianity. And I felt like I was in purgatory, and I don't even believe in that theology. And the Lord whispered, trust me. And I had preached to crowds, but now I'm going to try to model Christ to an individual. And two wrongs don't make a right. So he was wrong, but I was trying to not get wrong. And I didn't want to get in the flesh. I resemble faith. And my boss is perfect, but I'm not. And I whispered on my breath, oh, God, give me grace and help him see Jesus in me.
And I began to talk to him. And uh, he still looked angry, but occasionally he would look in the rearview mirror and our eyes would lock, and I was just praying, God, use me. I had never done this before, but we were on a four lane in Dallas, and I looked to my left and I saw a Whataburger sign. And I said, Whataburger? And he goes, oh, you like Whataburger? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, do you want me to turn around? And I couldn't believe he said this, and I said, sure but I know the taxi meter is running. And the crazy thing is, is we go in. I don't even know if he's allowed to eat meat. And I just said with a smile, get whatever you want. And it like diffused the situation. And he got a burger, onion rings, and a drink. And I just began to be kind to him. And we sat in front of each other. And I'm at Whataburger with the guy who didn't even want me in his car. I believe if you feed their stomach, sometimes you can feed the soul. Well, we get back in the car, and we got 10 more miles to go, and the Lord and I threw it into overdrive. And I looked at his eyes, and he occasionally looked at me, but they weren't as arrogant before now that he'd been fed by me. Can I get an amen? You know, Jesus fed 5,000. I could feed one or two. And I said, sir, I see bags under your eyes. And he looked at me again. I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah. I said, are the bags under your eyes, not only because I sense in my spirit you're working around the clock, probably two jobs to make the ends work. He said, you're right. I said, but I think it's something deeper. You have bags under your eyes. You look like Bill Clinton with the puffy eyes. I said, is it because you're afraid to sleep? And he had whiplash and whipped his neck in the back. He said, how did you know? I said, you are afraid to die, aren't you? And where he was cocky, he was now compassionate. He said, how did you know? I said, the Lord told me. I said, you probably don't know for sure if you're going to heaven. He said, that's correct. I said, I know how I would go to heaven. Let me quickly ask, how would you? He said, if I did enough good works when I die, if Muhammad, Allah, is in a good mood, I have a 50-50 chance of going to heaven, paradise. I said, how do you like those odds? He said, not very good. I said, if I could tell you, you could have 100% sure if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven. Would you be interested? He goes, absolutely. I said, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. He died for you. He died for me. And he died for the whole wide world. And if you want to trust Christ, I'm going to ask you to pull over, grab my hand, and I'll lead you in a prayer. And true story, I was expecting some pushback. But that Muslim taxi driver with the biggest grin on his face grabbed my hand and repented of his sin and trusted Christ as Savior. I'm telling you, the gospel works. And then when I went to do that TV show, I had a snap to my step, and I had smile in my heart. And yes, I just preached to a packed crowd at First Baptist Dallas to their youth, but I went after one more. God gloriously saved him. And then when the camera was rolling for me to do the commercial with Casting Crowns and others, I preached the paint off the walls. It's not arrogant. It's accurate. But I was told a long time ago, everyone wants to speak to millions, but don't neglect individuals on the way to preach. Yeah, I'm well aware of not electing uh, rhinos to go up there and do the Democrats' dirty work. 
I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate everything that you do. You're absolutely outstanding to listen to. I thoroughly enjoy it. I just wish I could call in on more pleasant topic. The Real Talk Radio Network. I was standing Yeah, I love that song by Danny Gokey. I had the honor to preach at Atlanta Fest a couple years ago. Toby Mack was one of the speakers and singers, and then we had Mercy Me. I love those guys, Almost Home. I can only imagine. Uh, But Danny and I tag team, and he sang and I preached. And, uh, you know, Danny has an amazing story, if you don't know. And uh, he was on American Idol, and with the local praise and worship and his first wife died and uh, did extremely well with that and God plucked him up and took him globally with his Christian music and uh, I wrote a book called The Blessedness of Brokenness you know God doesn't use the best but he uses the blessed and the broken and our adversity today puts you on God's varsity tomorrow And even like a rubber band, there was a time I was being stretched backwards, thinking, oh, God, I'm going in reverse. Where's the Lord and all this? But, you know, God has a way to give you a double for the trouble. And right when you're going backwards, thinking game over, the resistance today determines the distance you'll go for his glory tomorrow. So actually a setback is a setup, not only for a comeback, but for you to go to a whole nother level. You know, some people, when they go through tough times, uh, when most people would break, others break records. I remember a story of sweetness, poetry in motion, 34 Chicago Bears, Walter Payton, one of my all-time favorites. The story was Walter Payton was at a home game, sick, profusely shaking with the flu, and shaking so much that his teeth were chattering and he had tried to suit up and it is literally five minutes to game time the national anthem is getting ready to start and the team coach and medical staff took one look at him and said go back to the locker room go home and rest you're too sick to play and the national anthem was sung the coin toss They kicked the ball, and the coach did a double take. Couldn't believe it, but who's now on the sidelines after just running out of the tunnel is Walter Payton, the one who was sick as a dog. And the irony of irony is he went up to the coach and said, Coach, put me in. And he ran for over 230 yards and at the time was the single greatest most yards run by an NFL running back and the irony is he was sick that nine out of ten would have never suited up but sweetness suited up and dominated I remember Michael Jordan in the flu game when most people would have missed four or five games he dropped 55 he needed help 
by Scottie Pippen to walk off the court that night, but he left it all on the court. Walter left it all on the field. And I love the altar call. Is your all on the altar? I'm going to wind down with the message was listen to his voice, look with his vision, but I'm going to land the plane here. Live with his values. Live with his values. I remember a story of a young kid who was about seven or eight and went past a shoe store and then a barber shop and the third store on the left was a pet store. And in the window said puppies for sale and he walked in there and he said, Mr. How much for puppies? The owner smiled and said, son, anywhere from 200 to $300 a dog. And that cute little kid dug deep into his pocket and pulled out a dollar and 47 cents. He said, mister, I only got a dollar 47, but does it cost to look at the puppies? And the owner smiled and said, oh, heavens no. He goes, well, can I see him? And he whistled and in the back came four of the teeniest, tiniest balls of fur you can picture in your mind. But then there was one that came back from the store in the rear who was limping and hobbling. And he was moving side to side, it looked like, in great pain. And the boy took his eyes off the perfect puppies, but is now looking at the one struggling. And he said, sir, what's wrong with him? And the owner said, oh, he was born without a hip socket. He'll never run and jump and play like all the other puppies. And the boy said, well, how much for him? And he said, son, he ain't worth a dime. He'll never run and jump like the rest. He's busted. He's broken. And the little boy with tears now dancing off the pet store floor said, mister, in my opinion, he's worth more than all the other dogs combined. I'm going to give you a dollar 47 today and I'm going to pay that puppy one day full for 300. And when I do, I'll come back and claim him as mine. And instead of being compassionate, the owner said, son, maybe you didn't hear me. He's broken. He's busted. He'll never be like the rest. Why would you want a broken dog like him? And true story, that little boy, Doug, grabbed his Levi's and on his left leg pulled it up to his kneecap to reveal a metal brace since birth. And with tears like Niagara Falls off his face, he said, mister, ever since I was born, people have told me I'm broken and busted too. And I don't run and jump and play so well myself. And I have a feeling that puppy will need someone who understands. Friends, I got good news as I leave you this week. God not only cares, God understands. And look to the Lord, because you cannot lose. 7.7 billion people call planet Earth home. Sadly, 152,000 people died today. 152,000 died yesterday, and 152,000 will die tomorrow. According to the CDC, 2.8 million people die annually in America alone. From America to Antarctica to Australia, most people have no clue where they will spend eternity. Opposed to sit on the sidelines, 
we elected to get in the game. Regardless of providing relief during natural disasters, distributing food and clothes to the poor, helping eradicate human sex trafficking nationally and globally, influencing influencers, motivating world-class athletes, investing in students at public and private school assemblies, ministering to powerful politicians, counseling heads of state, or preaching the gospel at citywide crusades at home, or massive sports stadiums abroad. From coast to coast and around the globe, we exist to reach the lost at any cost. From London, England, Guatemala, the Bahamas, Jamaica, Mexico, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Romania, Paris, Philippines, Brazil, Africa, Tokyo, Pakistan, India. 7.7 billion people call planet Earth home. Sadly, Earth is not our final destination. We have two options, heaven or hell, but not both. And hell is too long to be wrong. We're reaching the world one soul at a time. Time is ticking. People are hurting. And our mission is to offer hope to folks on Main Street to Wall Street. From our house to Hollywood. In schoolhouses. Church houses. And even the White House. Time is ticking. People are hurting. But help is on the way. Thank you for joining Frank Shelton today. Consider bringing Frank to your next outreach. Feel free to contact us at frank at frankshelton.com and look for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Frank Shelton Jr. If you would like to partner with Frank Shelton Global, you can donate online at frankshelton.com. Your generosity will help us bring the word to the world. This is Frank Shelton reminding you when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God bless you and go with God. Tune in next week and God bless you.